This is Among the Stacks, produced by the Allen County Public Library in Scottsville, Kentucky. The podcast where you learn what we're reading and recommending and the library news. Hi, I'm Sheila with the Allen County Public Library. And this is Miss Amanda. Thanks for joining us today for Among the Stacks. Mm-hmm. Well, Miss Amanda, you had a pretty exciting week last week, didn't you? Last Friday. What was, oh, yes, the trick-or-treat parade. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I should have given you a warning. We talked about what we were going to talk about, and I just wanted to surprise no, you. No, that's good. It was a very great turnout. I think it was our biggest crowd, and it took us about an hour and a half. We shut down the square for a couple, almost two hours. Uh, but the Scottsville, <laughs> the Scottsville Police Department's wonderful, and they help us um, guide the children safely across the streets. And we, I think everybody had a really good time. It really was a lot of fun. I have to tell you, my favorite costume was Judge Dennis Harper's yes. Elvis. So I was funny. not expecting that, and honestly, I didn't recognize him mm-hmm. until he spoke. And so yeah. it was a it was a great costume. Oh, so he, we had had lots of fun. It was so good. He filled that out perfectly. Yeah. Now we're gearing up for First Friday, which will be coming up uh, at 6 o'clock this Friday. And you're going to be helping Miss Mariah with Pioneer Days. Yeah, I think we're going to have um, a couple of Pioneer games set up. We're going to be making uh, corn husk dolls and just going, you know, appreciating a simpler time in the past where there wasn't a lot of abundance of materials and they had to make do with what they had at hand. So we're going to kind of revisit those days and celebrate that a little bit. Oh, good then. Well, and also we are partnering with, uh, we have a community uh, resource fair coming up on uh, November 14th from 3 to 6 o'clock. So we're par- Chelsea has organized this. We're partnering with Western Kentucky University's Educational Opportunity Center to host uh, a community resource fair. So local organizations will provide information on different educational opportunities, job placement, financial assistance, and health care. So if you or someone in your family is interested in, in continuing in their education, this is the place to be on the Tuesday, November 14th, starting at 3 o'clock. So you can just stop by and see all the different booths that are, are going to be open and available. Yeah, that'll be, so. a great, that'll be a great program to have available. It is. And, of course, we've got our regular Lego My Library, which will be on Saturday, November 18th at 11 o'clock. I think that has really grown. Mm-hmm. And so kudos to Miss Abby for, for growing that as we have lots of Lego builders come in and and accept the build challenge. Yeah. So, okay. Well, that's the only thing I have uh, that's going on other than our normal story hours. But um, so have you been, of course, we're all about books. Have you been reading anything uh, good lately that you want to share with our listeners? Yes, I had um, picked up the, well, I think I had heard it from a patron, uh, but it's called The Collected Regrets of Clover by Mickey Brammer. Um, and it opens up with a character named Clover and she's about, you know, she's in her mid thirties. So I can relate to that age set. And what's interesting about Clover is she's a death doula. And, um, I think that is just an occupation that isn't talked about a lot, but I think it is important, especially for those who may not have family, 
either at all or in distance um, when they come to their final moment. So they kind of have somebody there by their bedside to go over any unfinished business, um, anything that might need to be placed in order, or just somebody to hold their hand through that transition. Um, And it's kind of a coming of age for Clover to this book is because she's a kind of a hermit, you know, a resolute. She stays to herself except for with her patients and, um, She's always been uh, infatuated by her grandfather who raised her from a very young age. And so after his passing, which she's not able to be a part of, she finds herself really becoming a recluse and only serving her patients, but she's never serving herself. So this is a wonderful book. It's a little dark in places, but it's written in a way where you don't get depressed, if that makes sense, because death can be very depressing. Um, but Mickey Brammer, the author, she really puts a light on death. And I really enjoyed this book. Um, it's got great reviews on Goodreads and Amazon. And I would just really pick that one up if you're interested. Awesome. Well, that sounds really good. I have never heard that term, a death doula. Yeah. So, you know, you heard of birth doulas. They help, you know, mothers bring right. children into the world. Well, her job and other doulas, their job is to just help people with that transition of, you know, passing on. And so, right. you know, and right. whether you believe in an afterlife or not, you know, Clover doesn't go into that in the story. It's just helping each individual come to terms with whatever placement they believe in. And so there's no judgment for anybody. She's just there to be their person and oh, wow. very comforting in a t- really tragic time for, for, for people and folks. So it was really intriguing and thought provoking. Awesome. Well, I have to check that out. I have to think about that. Mm. Well, I just finished a wonderful book. I love Ann Patchett. She's such a talented writer. And I think you read this book too, uh, Tom Lake. Yes. And uh, I loved it. I think because it's a, a story about a woman, a couple, and it's it start it goes back and forth in time. Uh, during, it's it's in the time of COVID, and so there are all of her three daughters are home, helping with this uh, orchard. I think they're picking cherries. Yes, I've forgotten. That's what, right. Yeah, cherry mm-hmm. a cherry orchard, mm-hmm. and and having to put their lives on hold, and they they want to know about their mom. Uh, is uh, had an early stage career and uh, had a, a boyfriend who's a very famous actor. And they keep wanting her to tell them stories about him. And so it goes back and forth from this time during COVID, but then as she's telling them, there's a story of her relationship with this very famous act, actor. And, and one of the daughters even accused her mom of that he was her dad yeah. that you know why why would you lie to me he's my real father <laughs> and I felt so sorry for her husband thinking who would what man would want to hear his three daughters going on and on about his wife's old boyfriend yeah 
<laughs> but it was, you know, I think about the family dynamics. Uh, I love the how the three sisters were so different. What well, the youngest one wants to be an actress, and she feels like time is slipping away because. You know, she's young and beautiful, and, you know, she's missing those opportunities. And one uh, daughter is going to be a veterinarian, and so she's had to leave school, mm-hmm. and yet she's going out and she's helping the neighbors with some of their animals, but she can't charge right. anything. I think someone even paid her an egg. That's right, yeah. <laughs> and uh, then the other daughter uh, is going to run the farm, and we find out some situations about why they've managed to hold on to the farm because they're really struggling but so I I thought that was a a really good book it made me think I was completely glued in you know a lot of times you know Anne Patchett's considered uh, literary but I don't she's not hard to read there's nothing wasted there she doesn't use a lot of big words where you're like what what is she saying? Mm-hmm. So she's a clean writer, but she's also literary. I just think she's very talented. So I would definitely uh, recommend that book book to someone. Yeah, that was just a really good book. It was a, a good storytelling of this woman and her past and her being. I think her her husband was just so patient, being able to put up with all of that. You know, you you know why she ended up with him yes. versus the actor. That's right. Yeah, and 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 makes you wonder, like sometimes, why women stick with men who treat them badly. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, and so because this, I don't want to sp- tell a spoiler alert or anything, but it was uh, a good story. And I think I sometimes think about my kids and being, when they were young and they were dating someone that I'm thinking, why are you with that person? Mm-hmm. You know, but you have to stay out of it because that's just going to make them want to go more toward the wrong person. Right. Yeah. And so, but anyway, so I, so I enjoyed that. Well, have you been reading anything else? Good. Luck. You have so many interesting books that that you, you just read everything. Yeah. So I'm always fascinated by what you're reading. I read everything. Um, the, oh, we talked about this one, and I was like, Sheila, you've got to read it. And you said, Well, I tried that one, and I had to put it down because too many bad, <laughs> too many bad things happen to this poor girl. But I told you, stick with it because it is very great. It's called Only the Beautiful by Susan Meisner. And um, this is the story of a young girl, and I have went blank on her name. Um, Celine and Truman is who she, oh, Rosie, Roseanne. Rosie is her name. Um, Rosie is a really sad case where um, she's thankfully at home when her family is killed in a tragic car accident. So now she's all alone, and she is considered an orphan of the state, um, but some neighbors of her that her family uh, did some work for, um, they agreed to take her in. And what intrigued me by picking up this book to begin with was the last name of this family, which was Calvert. And that's my maiden name. And I was like, well, this is going to be fun. Well, the Calverts in this story are terrible. <laughs> and I don't want people thinking that we're all that way. Um, but uh, you have Celine and Truman Calvert who take Rosie in. And a lot of bad things do happen to Rosie um, to the point where she ends up, um, I guess it's like an asylum uh, for people who have a lot of mental issues. And the only mentally strange thing that's going on with Rosie is that she sees sound with color. 
So I don't, I mean, I've never experienced that, so I don't really know how to describe like it. people who <clears throat> see auras, I have not experienced <clears throat> that either, but I've heard of people who do that. Yeah. So like if she was to hear a drumbeat or something, she's going to see colors that associate with that drumbeat. When she sees or when she hears the word Tuesday, Tuesday has got a particular color, as does Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Um, and so she's led on to some people about this gift that she has, I guess you could call it. And um, especially back in this time frame where it is set, um, it's not normal. So if you're not normal, mm-hmm. we're going to put you away. And Right. I think it's in the 1930s, yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, so any, before World War II. Yeah, it was right before World War II is when it happened, like, like 1938, 39. So she is dealing with, you know, being an unwed uh, mother, she is stuck in a, in a sane asylum. She wants to get out, and this is the story of that. And it is a hard read, um, but I think the biggest hope things I that you that's find. I think I quit reading when she went into the insane asylum, yeah. and I just couldn't ha- stand yeah. how they were treating yeah. her. I was like, I know, bless her heart, because she's never had been treated well, you know, her whole life, because she was. Her parents were taken away from her, you know, from such a young age. And so anyway, I think the the best books are the hardest ones to read because this one has such an uplifting ending. And yes, she went through a lot of hard stuff. But in the end, it's just good, Sheila. You've just got to read it. So just I might go read push the last you chapter since that. I read so far. <laughs> you can't know. read the last chapter, but it is, um, it is yes, good. Yes, I can. I mean, you can. I wish you wouldn't. <laughs> Um, it's a good book. Oh, I, I would think I would think about picking it up again. So um, that's hard. Well, I, I read a kind of a hard book too, that was in uh, World War II. Um, but they, the, this author cheated a little bit because no one. I don't want to do a spoiler, but almost everybody. Usually, if you're reading a World War One book, there's going to be. Someone you love, mm-hmm. really care about to get killed or something. Mm-hmm. I think everyone comes out okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it was called Canary Girls by Jennifer Shia Veneri. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing her name Very correctly. close, I think. So, uh, but this was about women who worked in the munitions factory during World War One, And this chemical, they worked in what they called the danger building. Danger. But people, people, women were so desperate for work and to do their part for the war effort. Uh, they knowingly went and worked with these chemicals that turned their skin yellow. Mm. And like even a mother had a yellow baby, like glowed oh, yellow. Wow. Mm-hmm. And it talks a lot about how uh, there was a the, the owner of this factory, his wife started going in and of course they didn't want to talk to her. Uh, there was two things going on as, as one is how setting up safe work conditions for people in factories. Mm-hmm. And she was very, these were very good factory owners mm-hmm. that they really cared about their people. But the, the the poor man, her husband was so, you know, just fretting over meeting the demands that they needed to win the war, yet knowing that the bombs they were building were killing people. Mm-hmm. He was, he was really struggling mentally and his wife started going in, they didn't have children. 
And that was interesting. And then what I loved is starting this football club for the factory. So these women, like one of the women in the factory, her husband was actually a professional soccer football player. He was like captain of one of the teams. And um, so these women started this football club. And it was interesting is that I found out at the end of it, like the, the largest uh, crowd to ever attend a football game after right after the world was these women playing each other hmm. and the men's organized football group whatever they're called made it outlaw they outlawed women to play Mm. And women didn't actually get to play soccer or football again, like until like the seventies. Wow. And so that was sort of a side story, mm. is how these women and the and all, they played completely for charity. Any money that was earned at these football games went all to the Princess Charity to help with the war effort and everything. So I thought that was an interesting. So you had this stuff going on and them worried about their husbands or brothers out in the world. And it talked about this, you know, like they were willing to take this danger positions for that extra money. And it seems like she said, one of the girls who worked in service, and she just couldn't believe when she went to work at the factory, she was making 30 times more money at like, three pounds a week mm-hmm. or something. It mm-hmm. just shows you how little right. someone who was working in service was paid and the hours because she would have to get up like at 4.30 or 5 in the morning mm-hmm. to light the fires mm-hmm. to do things. And she had to stay up until after they went to bed. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she had like 14 and 15 hour days and only had half a day off a week. Like Sunday afternoon was the only time she had off. Mm-hmm. Wow. And so it was just, or maybe it was Sunday morning, and so she could go to church. Right. You know, she right. just, they had. No. Yeah. So that was sort of, I, lo- I love historical fiction, and I'm always thankful I don't live in those times. Yes, you know, people yeah. romanticize about living in the Old West, and I'm like, um, they didn't have indoor bathrooms. <laughs> they didn't have running water. Yeah. They had to cook over a fire mm-hmm. no thank you yeah. i like my comfy bed yeah <laughs> <laughs> they had 13 kids yeah <laughs> and the mortality rate was usually about 50 yeah. percent. so no i don't i'm glad i was born in this day and age so i love i love the canary girls and that kind of um, reminds me of that book the radium girls do you remember that one I didn't read it, but I think it would probably be very, mm-hmm. very similar. Yeah. And so, and women just are just now being acknowledged for their contributions. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of times to the danger yeah. that they went through to uh, make sure that, you know, they're for their families mm-hmm. to get their loved ones home. Yeah. And uh, just the long hours and everything that they went through. So I really enjoyed The Canary Girl. So if you like historical fiction, and that one, you know, as I said, sometimes when you're reading one of those stories, it, it's, you're like, oh, someone that you really care about. But there were some, you know, there was some da- damage, but um, anyway, so that was, it was just a, some hard time. You know, war is a hard mm-hmm. time to live through. Mm-hmm. And so, and uh, I I don't know why I read all these war world to 
my stories. <laughs> so, well, did you have anything else that you wanted to share on the podcast today? I think that's it. I've got, I mean, I've been reading lots of books, so I'm going to save those for the next time I'm able to talk to everybody. Okay. Well, I've also been reading The Raging Storm by Ann Cleves, and it's just a good British mystery thriller and i haven't finished it yet but right now all the people who i keep thinking was the murderer for the first murderer gets murdered so oh. i'm down i'm up to two dead bodies and one missing person <laughs> with a blood-stained bathtub oh, so. no. that sounds like a mariah book <laughs> well it's not scary or at oh, least okay. i haven't been i'm just trying to figure out this style is sort of like agatha christie you're just trying to figure out who did it? Yeah. And I haven't figured it out. I haven't figured it out yet, so I don't think so. Well, it's been great. I know you've had the sniffles today, so thanks yeah. for <laughs> stepping up to the plate. You're and very doing welcome. The podcast with me anyway. I appreciate Folks, it. There are so many great books here at the library, so many wonderful programs. Uh, don't forget to look, check out our calendar under the events page and register for the programs that you want to come to. Mm-hmm. Now, I will say for the, um, the community resource fair you don't have to register for that we also have two book clubs that meet on the third tuesday of each month and one meets at two and one meets at five what about do we need to mention um the historical society's program coming up yes but i don't have the date right in front of me i can look it Uh, up i think it's november um the gentleman on American Pickers, uh, the Allen County Historical Society is is meeting here, and here we go. Mike Wolf, TV personality, is going to be at the Allen County Public Library. Yes, at seven o'clock. On um, what was the date? I don't have it in front of me, Sheila. I thought I had it on my phone. We can post okay. that on our Facebook page this afternoon to remind everybody, but I just didn't want to forget about it. All right. So we're excited. I know well, it's, in, have another- it's in the newspaper. I know that's in the newspaper. I just didn't grab that date. Okay. And that's not our program, but the Historical Society's meeting here. But we, we love partnering with mm-hmm. the Historical Society. They had... We had such a good time with the Graveline Tour yes, with them this sure. year, too. Okay, well, that's all I have. So if you don't have anything else, I guess let's say goodbye. Yes. Thanks for stopping by and joining us today with um, Among the Stacks. Bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. News. You've been listening to Among the Stacks, a podcast produced by the staff of the Allen County Public Library in Scottsville, Kentucky. Thanks for listening, and we look forward to seeing you Among the Stacks.